All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Suits Podcast. It is Wednesday, September the 13th, 2017, and today's episode is the recent interview we did on the Marching to Madness podcast with Mississippi State head coach Ben Hallen. Uh, he is one guy we've been trying to get on for a while now, uh, finally made it work scheduling-wise, and so we were excited to catch up with him and talked about a lot of different things uh, with him because, you know, if you listen to the podcast um, you know, all season long, all off season, I've been talking about how I feel like the two Mississippi schools, both Mississippi State and Ole Miss, are going to be the two teams that are kind of overlooked going into the season. Uh, but when you look at the depth, specifically in the backcourt for both teams, um, you know, th- those two have as good of guard play, as good of depth as anyone in the SEC because there's so many different places each of those teams can turn to. Uh, and when we talk about Mississippi State, a team that certainly, you know, really was just unfortunate last year in terms of losing close games. Uh, as I talked about in the interview, uh, you know, this is a team that, that lost 16 games last year. Eight of those games were by seven points or less. And a lot of those in SEC play, I mean, they were really, you know, a shot or two here or there from being able to win some of those games. We all remember how well they played against Kentucky. Um, and so I just think Mississippi State's a team that's going to benefit from another year of experience for all these young guys. We all know sophomores, freshmen were playing, you know, the most important roles for this team last year. This year, they're a year older now. How does that impact their ability to win close games? That's going to decide whether or not, you know, Mississippi State can be that team, like I said, can be that kind of sleeper team that could possibly, you know, inch its way up into that top half of the SEC. The talent is there in the backcourt. They just need guys to step up elsewhere, and we talked about that with Ben Hallen, about the front court. We think about guys like Eric Holman, Schneider, Harrard, who both played valuable minutes. Uh, Holman's now going into his third season. Harrard, you know, really played valuable minutes last year as a freshman, but there's a guy in Abdul Adu who comes in that, that Hallen is very high on and thinks he's going to be able to really help them right away. If he can do that, and they're, like, you know, something else he mentioned in there, talking about playing small with all those guards, being able to play a guy like Xavion Stapleton, you know, out of four, uh, they can do that because they have the length with this team. And again, they have the talent on the perimeter. They've just got to be able to win those close games. If they can make that transition this year, be able to win close games against a much tougher SEC slate, uh, then I think that's where you're going to see that potential to break out uh, this season for the Bulldogs. But we had a lot of fun catching up with Ben Hallen. Uh, talk about a lot of different dynamics within this roster, just their points of emphasis there this offseason. Uh, touched on the SEC in general, just a complete sort of overhaul we've seen from the top to bottom in the SEC over the past couple of years, and especially going into this season, uh, the highly anticipated season for the league this year. And then we just also touched on some other things as well. So a lot of fun to catch up with him. So here, let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Mississippi State head coach Ben Howlin. All right, guys, welcome back to the Marching to Madness podcast. We are excited to welcome in Mississippi State head coach Ben Hallen. And, Coach, just to start off with here, I know one of the things you guys were excited about this offseason, and this goes back to May, our first time we're talking to you here, but your team set a program record there in the APR and climbing 21 points. Uh, I know that's always very rewarding just to kind of see your guys make that big of a jump there in a single year. So it's important, you know, we, we, we're all focused on basketball and focused on the results of how our team does and how each kid performs. But at the end of the day, 
they're here first and foremost to get their degrees and to you know do a good job academically to set themselves up for life uh, after uh, basketball is over. And um, you know, so I was very proud of our team, and uh, we do a great job supporting the athletes academically. Coach, uh, going to this off season, you guys have had time to spend with your team gearing up for the start of practice here soon. Uh, just the points of emphasis this off season. You know, you had a young team last year. You're adding new guys to the mix. Has there been just a particular theme you've tried to stress to this group this off season? No, but basically, you know, we've really tried to do a good job, uh, you know, as a team in terms of our, our work ethic. Uh, outside of uh, the practices and the, the amount of time that we spend with them. I think it's really been good. There's been a lot of guys spending their own time in the gym and really uh, putting the extra time in. That's how you get to be a good player. It's it's you putting the extra time in and, and working at your game uh, and, and spending hours and hours and hours of repetition doing things the right way. Um, you know, we really tried to spend a lot of time in our practices, you know, executing offensively and becoming better at the finer points. And, uh, you know, that's something we'll continue to do here as we start our practice here, which is uh, not too far off. We have first day of practice is September 29th. So it's just right around the corner. Coach Kendary Weatherspoon, second team, all SEC, finished seventh in the league in scoring. Uh, and personally, one of my favorite players to watch. So how do you foresee his game taking an even further step forward here in his junior season? Well, Q, uh, you know, played through last year, most of last year, with that left wrist being hampered uh, and had a successful surgery in the offseason in April. Uh, he is back to full strength and really looks good right now, which I'm really happy about because, you know, he had to go through about four months of, you know, post-surgery and then rehab and then finally getting back to where he's cleared, you know, with full contact and, and is playing uh, real well right now this early in the season. And he's got two years of uh, a lot of experience, uh, you know, having been an all-freshman uh, performer in the SEC, all-freshman SEC, uh, and then last year being second team. Uh, he's played a lot of minutes. He, he knows what the – the rigors of the SEC are about, and we're looking for him to really be a good leader for us and lead by example through, uh, you know, him every day, uh, bringing it at both ends of the floor. And I think he's matured a lot, and so I expect that he'll have a, a really solid campaign for us in his junior season. Coach, you're going to have as much depth in the backcourt, I think, as anybody. I mean, we we said Q and then his brother Nick. You have Lamar Peters, Xavier Stapleton, Tyson Carter, and the list goes on. How excited are you about the versatility of this group? And and how do you how do you make everybody happy when you got so many uh, good players? You meant, you didn't mention Eli Wright. Eli Wright has had a really good summer for us, and he'll play a major role for us and, and the strength of our team. Those six players, that perimeter group, are the strength of our team. So we're going to have to play small. We're going to end up uh, playing Stapleton some as a as a four-man, as a stretch, and have to try to uh, figure out ways to do that to make it uh, make sense for us. But we've got to play our best players. And our strength, the guys that uh, uh, really put the time in in the offseason are six guys. And uh, – you know, they all shoot the ball well. They all can stretch the floor from the perimeter. 
and uh, so we we definitely want to take use of that, and uh, you know that's that's exciting for us to have that kind of depth. Coach, uh, one guy I wanted to ask about, I know you've talked about him this offseason, excited to have him on the floor, and that's Abdul Adu, a very talented player that seems like he's going to be able to help you guys on both ends of the floor as he develops. Uh, where do you feel like he kind of helps you the most now in joining the roster there? Well, Abdul is really uh, a tough, hard-nosed competitor who has a great motor, who plays hard all the time, who really uh, is a, a competitive guy that uh, – you know, sets good screens, blocks out every time, runs the floor, finishes around the basket, can block shots. You know, at six ten, the seven foot five wingspan. He's got long arms. He works extremely hard. Uh, you know, in the paint, both uh, attacking the glass on the offensive end and rebounding at the defensive end. Uh, his teammates love him because uh, he gets others open. He's just doing all the little things to help his team win. And at the end of the day, that's what he's about is making his team win. So I really appreciate that about Abdul, and I think he'll be a big uh, you know, boost for our team this year to have him um, out there and, and able to play uh, a very important role. And, Coach, a couple other big guys there in the front court. Talking about just the development of guys like Eric Holman, Schneider, Harrard, what do both of those guys maybe need to do to kind of t- make an even bigger impact for your team now this upcoming season? Yeah, I think Schneider got a lot of valuable experience as a freshman last year. You know, he played uh, over half the game on average, started a number of games at the five spot for us. I think he's improved uh, this offseason uh, from the standpoint of getting better offensively. I think his perimeter shot in particular has really improved uh, and his passing ability. You know, Schneider's got to continue to improve the defensive end of the floor and be more of a factor plugging up the middle and, and be more of a player that can contest shots and chain shots in the paint. Um, and he's got to just be able to do a really good job conditioning. You know, for him, uh, you know, him and his ability to play as hard as he can and push himself is the key. You know, when he's playing really hard and really physical, he's very strong. He's got, you know, good strength, very good size. Uh, he, he can be a formidable uh, player for us at both ends of the floor. Uh, Eric Holman's entering his third year now, and, and Eric, uh, you know, is a, a player that uh, did a good job protecting the rim last year. He, he averaged over two block shots per game. He had some games offensively where he was very effective. He's got to continue to be a consistent perimeter shooter because he has the ability to shoot the, the ball from the perimeter and even shoot the three. And then we've got to get him, again, his key for him conditioning is being able to play hard for uh, you know stretches of time where he really push himself to play as hard as possible and, uh, you know, push his limits, uh, you know, at both ends of the floor, running the floor, defending, uh, you know, doing all the tough little things that it takes to be good. Coach, the Southeastern Conference strength and depth is going to be front row and center, I think, nationally this year. Now, this is your third year in Starkville. Uh, how have you seen this conference evolve here for your first two seasons? And uh, are you on board with the depth? I mean, I, you know, I've never thought this league was as bad as they tried to make it sound, you know, through the years. But it's definitely taken a huge step, in my opinion. 
Well, our league is really good this year. Uh, I think the national media recognizes that. And part of that was the great job that the, the teams in our conference did that were participants in the NCAA tournament last year. You know, Florida, South Carolina, and Kentucky all went to the Elite Eight. I thought Arkansas really got a raw deal in their loss to North Carolina with a couple bad calls because they could have easily won that game. Uh, Vanderbilt had a had a good showing, even though they ended up losing to Northwestern. It was a great game that could have gone either way. And Northwestern was a darling, one of the darlings of the NCAA tournament. But you know our league, uh, you know, is projected to have seven to eight NCAA tournament teams this year. As you look at a lot of the prognosticators going into the season, and I agree with you. I think that this league will be one of the top three leagues in the country in terms of representation in the NCAA tournament, and that's what it's all about. So night in and out, everybody is going to be tough. There's not an easy game on your schedule. And when you look at the depth, uh, you see what Missouri's added to their roster with their new coach and coaching staff. Uh, and they were the last-place team last year. LSU is really doing a great job in recruiting, and they're going to be uh, a much-improved squad uh, you know, the bottom is rising rapidly and, uh, and the top is still uh, really good. When you look at Florida, Alabama is going to be an improved team. They've, they've had a good recruiting year with a lot returning. Uh, obviously, Kentucky is always going to be right there at the top and very, very good program. And Vanderbilt returns four starters from a team that went to the tournament a year ago. So there's a lot of good teams in this league and, uh, going to be a dogfight night in and night out and coach finally just to ask about you know we talked about the youth of your team last year a lot of young players playing in key roles and you know you look at kind of your schedule last year you guys lose half your games by seven points or less I mean you were right there it's just a matter of making those plays down the stretch just in your coaching experience is getting over that hump just a matter of getting these players that that added experience now going into this year yeah that's part of it for sure you know we played with the youngest team in the country last year out of 352 teams, uh, we were the youngest. We had the least amount of experience night in and night out out on the floor. And so gaining experience is, is huge. And then also adding some important pieces, you know, adding Abdul do adding Nick Weatherspoon, uh, having a healthy Q Weatherspoon back, uh, you know, getting the experience for these players that uh, were freshmen, uh, a year ago, I think all that's going to add to uh, making us a much better team than we were a year ago, and, and we are really excited about the coming season. Coach, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I know both of us covering SEC basketball will get to see you a lot this year, so we will catch up with you again here in the near future. Great. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, that was the interview with Mississippi State head coach Ben Howland, and like I said, we were excited to catch up with him um, because, you know, uh, as I've mentioned many times now, they are one of the more intriguing teams to me in the SEC. All that talent, all that athleticism, it's just can they kind of move forward in terms of experience? Having that an extra year of experience, how is that going to impact their ability to win those close games? Because so many different games in the SEC this year, I think, are going to be close. We're not going to see those 40-point, 30-point blowout type of games that we've seen in recent years around the league. Uh, because teams at the bottom maybe were just you know so bad that that's kind of what it ended up being. We're not going to have any teams like that this year. I think you're going to see so many different competitive games. Uh, yes, there will be teams that struggle. Yes, teams have to finish at the bottom. You know, everyone has to finish somewhere. 
Uh, but, you know, I think it's going to be a fun year in that we're going to see a team like Mississippi State get older and have enough talent to be able to compete. It's just a matter of seeing can they turn that corner, which Ben Howland's been able to do at his last two stops, both at Pittsburgh and UCLA. Uh, you know, he's been able to turn the corner in year three, and we always talk about that year three as being very important. Uh, it's going to be very important there this year for the Bulldogs, and it will be very interesting to see kind of how they start their rise up the SEC ladder, given how much more competitive this league is going to be this year with the potential to get those seven teams or so into the NCAA tournament. So uh, we'll find out. And like he said, you know, practice starts very, very soon. We're getting so close to the start of practice. And as I mentioned, you know, the the Southeast Toots podcast here, it's been a little sporadic the past several weeks, but that's because I'm busy working on some things uh, to really have the website and the podcast ready to go full strength as we head into the start of practice and into the start of the season. Uh, As I mentioned before, adding new writers on board, they will all be getting started here very, very soon. And then I'm going to make a few tweaks to the podcast and as well add some um, ability for you guys to get more involved in doing this podcast in terms of, you know, being able to ask questions, being able to do all sorts of stuff like that. So I'll talk more about that in detail as we move along. But be sure you're subscribed to the Southeast Hoops podcast. Go over to iTunes, search for Southeast Hoops, subscribe for free. That way you don't miss any of these episodes. Also, continue to follow SoutheastHoops.com. Got a lot of player previews coming up. I've already done several. And we've got some new written stuff, like I mentioned, coming up from the new writers we're going to have on board as well. Uh, So that will be something you need to stay tuned for. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you guys next time.